Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Greg Amzinger is the lead anchor for MLB Network. He is a product of the Lindenwood University. He is also a native of St. Louis, and he's kind enough to join us weekly here on the opening drive on 101 ESPN, one of our best buddies with Brooke and Danny Mack. I'm Randy Carricker. Greg, good morning. How are you doing, sir? Uh, you know, I, I had a moment. I had a moment yesterday. I had the first moment in life where I did not want to talk baseball. Isn't that sad? That it is. happened. Uh, yeah, it is. I, I was getting a double root canal, and my dentist, my dentist really thinks Nestor Cortez is going to bounce back and be the AL site. So while I had fragments of my tooth flying out of my mouth, and he's drilling into my jaw, and I cannot feel my lower jaw. And the only way I can communicate is by going, ah, 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 ah. I talked to this man for almost 40 minutes while he was drilling in my mouth about baseball. <laughs> Number was, one, thank you so much for joining us today. Does it hurt to talk today? No, you know what? The, the, the numbing, when they put that needle in to numb you, I think they went a little deep. He was so excited about Carlos Rodon's contract, he shoved <laughs> this needle in a little deep. So the back right portion of my jaw is a little sore. Feels like it's bruised. Okay, and do you agree or disagree with his takes on Nestor Cortez and Carlos Rodon? No, and I don't think I listened to any of it. <laughs> I was so <laughs> I was so upset. I'm like, come on, man, for the love of God, I'll talk after. But right now, this is terrible. This is terrible. I mean, I, I'm okay with needles. I'm okay going to the dentist, right? But I want to go to a happy place. I don't want to know that I'm there. When I get a shot, right, if you're going to take my blood, I don't want to look at it go into my flesh. I look away. I want to destroy myself. I could not go to my happy place because he was talking about Nestor Cortez for 40 minutes. <laughs> well, we're glad that you're here. Greg, of course, we have to ask you about the breaking news coming out yesterday about, I'm going to definitely say, surprise deal here with Amazon and with Bally's. What does this mean for Major League Baseball teams under and not under that umbrella of Amazon and Bally's and everything that's going on? It sounds like it's a big picture play where Amazon sees an opportunity to get into the streaming rights game of Major League Baseball. Um, uh, they're a behemoth, and they are Apple. They all have endless resources to be a major player in this. This caught Major League Baseball by surprise. They didn't expect this to happen. Um, at some point, we, we kind of figured Amazon would enter the fray in Major League Baseball. They've already done it in football. Uh, so I think Major League Baseball is trying to re-examine where this whole thing stands. This is not what they expected. So uh, it makes what already is one of the most difficult uh, conversations to have when it comes to broadcast rights regionally in any sport. 
uh, much, much more difficult. Is it? Is this a permanent thing? This is, this is a tiny Band-Aid in the big picture process, but uh, it, it sort of shows where we stand right now. Everyone's trying to figure out, is this a pot of gold? And if Amazon is getting involved, even at $100 million, which is just a Band-Aid for this thing, um, I think we're starting to realize that, yes, owning the streaming rights eventually to these clubs is extremely lucrative. Live events is big dollars. And um, for Amazon to get into the party uh, is proof of that. Well, what always concerns me is when you hear that it's a surprise, right? Because that sounds not necessarily like a good thing. So what should we take away from that? Well, it's a surprise because they clearly were following the details of the bankruptcy litigation, uh, the back and forth, uh, where it looked like it was leaning. And it appears to me, and I'm not in the negotiations, that they were going to get involved at some point, And they waited to see how long this could go, uh, if the actual price tag could come down, because this was a last-minute throw our hat into the ring. So if they would have done this six months ago, it would have been much more than $100 million. So for them to get involved and have a stake and uh, possibly extend this process, uh, which many people believe is inevitable anyway, uh, that Major League Baseball is going to have to get involved, uh, I, I think it's an interesting play. I, I don't think baseball fans have anything to worry about here. I really don't. Hey, Greg. Baseball they're going to watch their teams play. They're going to get to see their teams play. Greg, in terms of free agency, let's go back on the field. Um, are we going to see an uptick here in the next, let's say, seven to ten days as spring training's right around the corner? And then secondarily, do you think the Cardinals are done or do you think there's something left still to do for them? I think the Cardinals are, are going to be in the free agent market for relievers. I, I've been saying before they show up spring training, I think they have three new relievers in their pocket. Um, I'm a bit surprised that Jordan Hicks wasn't one of them, but uh, they weren't going to have him start. So if the Giants are going to give him that carrot, it makes sense. I, I don't think we're going to see a huge uptick in the next seven days. Uh, I think uh, the guys that are left, the big ticket items that are left, it's almost like two brand-new free agent classes. You had to wait for Otani and Yamamoto to get off the board, for the A-listers to start giving up their money. And then the rest of those guys, I mean, sorry, Blake Snell, you're not an A-lister unless the San Francisco Giants are so desperate to get a big ticket item, they give you your 200 plus million dollars. I don't see him getting it. I don't see him doing that. And, and Cody Bellinger, I think, is the position player version of Blake Snell. There are just too many reservations. People are pausing on Cody Bellinger. So the new free agent market, which is where we're standing right now, is waiting for Blake Snell to go off the board, waiting for Cody Bellinger to go off the board. And if you're a reliever waiting to get signed, you're waiting for Josh Hader to go off the board. And there are people pausing there because of his pit restrictions, which I think a lot of front offices are uncomfortable with. Greg, if Cody Bellinger isn't in Chicago, who replaces the offense that he supplied for them last year? I, I, I'm going to guess they're going to go at Reese Hoskins. All signs point. They've already talked to his, his representation that he'd be a perfect fit at first base. I, I think Cody Bellinger is too massive, um, too massively talented to be replaced for the Cubs. Now, would I sign Cody Bellinger and give him eight years over two hundred million, which is what him and his representation wants? No, I'm sorry, I I can't see a guy be one of the worst hitters in the sport for a three year stretch and finds it again 
and then go, you know what? I'm all in. He, he, he's, he's Jekyll. He's not Hyde. I'm all in on Jekyll. I, I just I can't do that. Scott Boris is trying to sell. That's what he is. What he was to the Cubs was an incredible defender in two positions, stole over 20 bags, over 300, bat-to-ball skills were back. He wasn't striking out. You can hit him anywhere in the lineup, depending on who the starting pitcher was. His splits against lefties improved massively. I think he found a good home. I think he should go back to the, to the Cubs. I think the Cubs know he should go back to the Cubs. So his, his negotiating leverage is really not as strong as his representation thinks it is. So I, I think he eventually goes back there. But if they get fed up with the process, Reese Hoskins is not a terrible fallback plan. He's a 30-plus homer guy that I think would thrive there. Greg, I don't know how Scott Boris does it, but he did it for a guy like Chris Bryant, right? He was able to find a team in an emotional state where they wanted to pay the, – the Rockies wanted to pay him a bunch of money. They've gotten virtually nothing for it. I'd look at some of those histories, and I would be concerned about Snell – who, while having two Cy Young awards, is not given a ton of innings. I'd be concerned about Bellinger, and I can guarantee you this. In a contract year, Tyler O'Neill is going to have a really good year for the Red Sox, and somebody needs to be worried about him when they sign him next offseason. I totally agree with you. There are certain types of players that incentive pays, and then there are others that, that, um, that prove us wrong. And do you remember Adrian Beltre? Mm-hmm. who's going to hear his name called, I believe, January 23rd. He went to the Red Sox on a short-term deal, had a monster year, and his free agency were all going, whoa, 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 got to be a little leery. He was good for a while with the Dodgers, bounce to the Mariners, Red Sox, here we go. Uh, and then he found it again. You, can, you can't do that. And if there was a player that I would believe in of the guys we're talking about, I think that Snell could be that guy because of his new philosophy on pitching, where he doesn't care if he walks anybody. And his stuff is so nasty that even if it does regress and his swing and miss goes down, he's going to be a Robbie Ray. He's going to be a type of pitcher that can give you 180 innings possibly, win you 14 games, and unfortunately that's a 100 to $150 million guy in today's market. So I think Blake Snell's new mindset would intrigue me but you got to have a front office that's cool with a pitcher that's looking you in the eye going, I don't care if I walk anybody. And that's a hard thing to sell. Greg, I'm looking right now. Nolan Ryan led the league that he pitched in in walks eight different times. Now, every single yeah. one of those years that he led the league in walks, uh, except for one, he led the league in strikeouts too. So right. Blake Snell is Nolan Ryan is what I'm telling you. <laughs> okay, yeah, exactly. So uh, the, the, comp I, the comp I actually came up with that was a little bit better, and I know this guy didn't win Cy Young's, but it was Al Leiter. Al Leiter uh, was extremely erratic. He walked a lot of guys, but he started doing that uh, after the age of 30. So when he was already a coveted piece, he kind of said, I've got leverage in the game. This is what I'm going to do now going forward. Blake Snell knew if he wanted to get the biggest contract possible, he needed to pitch the way he wanted to pitch. He was in a walk year, and he just figured, you know what, I'm not giving in. I think it's, it's actually a bigger conversation in terms of pitching. Giving in on 3-1 makes up for a large number of the runs that you give up every year. Easy thing to think about. So why only reimagine what pitchers do when the count is 3-1. Trying to get back into a count against the best hitters on the planet is probably not a good idea. Starting over and going, take your base, I'll battle the next guy with a fresh count uh, is probably a better idea if you've got swing and miss stuff, which at the moment, Blake Snell has. 
Greg, it's always great to hear your voice, and I'm glad you got out of that double uh, <laughs> root canal yesterday. Man, that, uh, I wouldn't even go in. I'd just let it ride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what's weird, Randy? Like, I, I, my jaw's still a hair numb, and it's supposed to wear off. And I've been drooling without even knowing it. And while I was in my car doing this, I had to wipe drool off my chin at least three times. So I'm still recovering. I'm a grinder today, you guys. A grinder. You are. And we appreciate it, brother. You got it. Thank you. Thank You're you. our envy. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend. You guys take care. See you later. Bye. Uh, Greg Amsinger with us on 101 ESPN.